you got to get ready to talk about mental health by drinking. Yes. You know, that's on the checklist of signs of someone is not mentally well. Yes. <laughs> so there was one thing, last piece of weird news. I didn't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. Back in 2017, Gatorade was banned and fined $300,000 for bad-mouthing water in a video game. Toy Story? Gatorade. Toy Story? (laughs) Every single time, Aaron. I was literally the last episode we were recording as I had this Gatorade to drink. I thought of that. Of that little whole scenario, I was like, oh my god!" You were thinking back to your shame of when you were thinking about Toy Story instead of Gatorade. Yeah, when I just clearly was not paying attention to anything that was going on at the moment. Because I don't remember why I was looking up Toy Story. Who knows? Because the mind of Aaron is a very unique mind and a very unique place to be in. Yes. As... Everyone who has ever known you will ever be able to attest, attest to. to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very childlike mind. It is May still, surprisingly. We've had weird temperatures this month already. I don't know if I like it or not. The the yeah. nice chill and then awesome crazy hot. Hot, 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 hot. Well, granted, it's only been 70s. It's also been kind of humid because we've been getting a decent amount of rain. See, it's been 70s here. It's been, yeah, it's been like up to 90 more in state. Like I say where, where, where I live, it's in the eight, mid 80s. Yeah. And I'm only like a county over. Yeah. I'm not, I'm only a half hour away from you. I'm not that far from no. you. And yeah. it's ridiculous the temperature difference between the two areas. The lakeside versus. Inland a little bit. Well, just recently. Barely. Well, just recently, right? Uh, what this past Tuesday, everywhere around Milwaukee, Kenosha, Racine had tornado watches, but Milwaukee, Kenosha, Racine didn't have tornado watch because the wind from the lake was cooling it down and stabilizing the air enough that there was no way a tornado could form in our area. But all, all the counties around, <laughs> it was tornado I did watch. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So you know, I'm sitting there up in Franklin where I'm at, you know, which is still technically Milwaukee County, but yeah, you know, it, it's just crazy, humid, crazy hot. I come down to Racine and it's a lot cooler it's cool. yeah. and it's stable. I'm like, what the, well, geez. just going from like, so if we went to my sister's house right now, yeah, it's crazy how much cooler it is there compared to just right here. Yep. And I'm not too far from the lake. <laughs> I know. So, so that really makes a big difference. So May's already been crazy with the weather, at least here in Wisconsin. In other areas, it's, I'm sorry, I don't know what all your other areas are like weather-wise because I do not pay attention to the weather in all 50 states because. I guess why would you? Quite frankly, I don't care. It doesn't <laughs> I don't, impact you. I, 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 it doesn't impact my daily life. It doesn't it impact my activities of daily living at all. But it is May. And it is also something that is near and dear to my heart, which is mental health uh, month, awareness month sort of deal. And this is probably the first thing that I've seen that has come out of California um, that I was like, wow, something good actually came out of California. 
uh, not, what? not not Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, a website called suicideispreventable.org where they have a little checklist of the various signs and all that to look out for and resources. And I was like, nice. this is the first good thing to ever come out of California. And yes, I stand by that statement, knowing that Hollywood is in California. Oh, this is the first. Hollywood's gross. This is the first. Well, I'm talking about like all the movies and all that that come out of there. Yeah. And so like, this is the first good thing that's ever come out of California. <laughs> Wait, first thing ever or first thing in a long time? Ever. We'll say ever. Okay. Because California is just, a cesspool of horribleness. Icky. Sorry, Californians. Cal- <laughs> it's just Californians, but then I was going to say yeah. something else, but I I couldn't think of where I was going, so that's oh. how that happened. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, May is, like I said, Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, something that is near and dear to my heart. Not A, because... I deal with mental health issues. So obviously it's going to be near and dear to my heart, but also B, I feel that a, it's gotten better. It's gotten a lot better in the church about even acknowledging mental health issues, uh, compared to maybe 10 years ago, you know, compared to, you know, you know, and, and then compared to like my mother's generation and that where it's mental health is, Oh, you're depressed. Well, you must not pray enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I wish that was the case because, oh boy, would I pray to, for that to not be the case and not mm-hmm. be a thing that impacts me and drives my everything I do and impacts me and makes me even remember how to interact with people. It's amazing how that can just change things. Mm. You know, it, it, it like, when when I have a time of like something may maybe go, you know, I get like maybe a shorter terse response from someone over text. So again, over text, you can't read context of things. And you're just like, I gotta sit there and go, remember, I don't know the full context of what's going on. I don't know their tone. I don't know what's happening. Back off, Paul. It's okay. <laughs> they don't hate you. I still have to do that to myself. Because oh, my because yeah. my brain immediately tends to go to the very negative on that. Yeah. Uh, every single well, night. Yeah. No. Every single time. <laughs> every single time. It just once 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 you go down that depression hole, you never seem to fully um, get out of it fully. It's always kind of there with you. Uh, it. it I, I know. I've talked about before. It's that comic that concept of the black dog. I remember talking to you about that a while ago. Remember that? Yeah, a little bit. So it, the, the concept is that essentially that, that dog's kind of with you at all oh. aspects of your life. Yes. Duh. Now you're like, Oh wait, now I remember it. Yeah. Yay. Um, it's just that it's one of those things of like a real dog. You need to learn how to control it and it not control you. You're never going to chase it away permanently. It's, oh, it's, it, it's one of those things of you have to live with it. And it is something that you are going to live with and learn how to control for the rest of your life. You know, it, it's something that actively I have to do every day. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Got it. This is how the situation is. And this is how a normal person would think of the scenario, not <laughs> how I think of it. Ugh. 
Yeah, essentially, that's what I do to myself every day. <laughs> I do that. Literally, it's like, come on. You know, someone said something, I have to remember. They're probably not trying to be how my brain wants to interpret it. Perceiving it. it. Yep. Right. And that, that, that took a lot of A, it took a lot of therapy, uh, both group and personal, but it also took, you know, medication to get me more stable, right? (laughs) More thinking like a normal person and just going down that path and learning those new things of like, Hey, you know what? Um, yeah, I can take my medication, but that also means that I can't drink as much as you know, I used to before used it's, to. I, I'm down to like a drink a week because otherwise yeah. it, it just negates starts to, it negates all that medication that, that is doing for me. Yeah. So like I said, it's a, it's a personal thing for me, you know, especially me being at that point at one point where I want to take my own life yeah. and I don't wish that on anyone. I don't want to be there again. <laughs> and I don't. Not on my worst enemy. I don't want that. What's so weird? I'm just thinking how obviously when you're in a better state of mind, yeah, you would hate or never want to be back into that whole, like, I guess, well, yeah, suicidal mindset. It's like once you're in that mindset, it's like almost like you don't want to leave it. It's weird. It's not so much that you don't want to leave it. It's you can't see. I'm just the positive personal experience. Oh, you don't want to leave it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Your personal experience of this, huh? Ah, I mean, ish. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's so easy. Like just stay stuck in it and just like stay there. Yeah. And then I guess that's where it comes. I guess for like, for me, like it's been like, where it's like, obviously I lose motivation for just about anything. Yeah. And then, it's like kind of like cozy and <laughs> relaxing in a way, but also terrible at the same time. <laughs> Cause it's like, I'll just sit in the dark. And just be like, Bleh. I don't know about and actually feel comfortable, but then hate where my mind is. I don't know if I would ever say mine was cozy. I, well, I, not, not <laughs> brain wise, not cozy. I'm just felt like, just like physically. Cozy. Oh no, not even physically cozy. I oh, don't think okay. I mine was. I ever. get physically cozy. Okay, mine <laughs> mine wouldn't necessarily be physically or mentally cozy ever. Um, that it, w- it was always that self cycle of hatred. Oh yeah, self hatred. Um, but as mm-hmm. far as physically, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was. It was actually painful. Yeah, and it wasn't because I was like cutting myself or anything. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. I was tempted. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I was tempted for a lot of things. Didn't uh, fall into those temptations. Didn't let myself go with those temptations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm still here. Oh, and that's a good thing. It, it was definitely one of those. I wanted to physically do something painful to keep my mind's mind pain at bay temporarily. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it was in that regard, um, in that regard, that way, where it was painful and where it was uncomfortable for me and where it was definitely something I, like I said, did not want that. And, and why I think for me, I stayed in that mindset so long, not that it was comfortable, okay? Mm-hmm. 
so don't think it was so again not that it was comfortable but that i couldn't see the positive light at the end of the tunnel right metaphorically obviously yes. you know i couldn't see where things would get better while in that state you know and and that that's true of a lot of people when they're in grief or hurting or in you know scenarios like that where it's just like this is how it is and you're like i don't know how it's going to get better i don't well, know how it's not going to until it does well at some, least uh, sometimes it just takes time for things to get better and sometimes yes. it, it makes it takes you actually acting and doing something to make it better what that would be depends on what's going on what the scenario is and what the situation is but that's what it is but like i said this is the first uh good website coming out of california like i said the uh suicide is preventable.org which i i look at their list of their signs i'm like yeah all these are very obvious but it's what i like about it they give you age categories like teens what are critical signs? What about older adults? You know, and what are just yeah. signs in general of like, you know, 30 to 40 somethings, or in your case, late 20s to 40, 50s? What? <laughs> yeah, you're no longer in the teen or the older adults category. You're in the standard adult category, Johnson. Congratulations. Ew. I didn't get a cookie for that, though. Uh, no, you did not get a cookie for that. Instead, you got a whole grain, multigrain chip with salsa and yeah! cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> not a fan of the cottage cheeses. Never have been. And just. Delicioso. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that for you. Not for me. Anyways. <laughs> so, like I said, it is. May, it is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. It is something near dear to my heart. And I think it's always something good as a reminder to keep in the back of your mind of knowing the signs when someone, I guess you could say, is in danger. I say this not as someone trying to be critical because people see these signs and go, oh, they'll just get better or I don't know what to do or, you know, I, I think back, you know, and I, and I hate that I put you in that position. At that time, <laughs> what are you shaking your head for? Oh, I'm just the 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 the, the Xbox. I know, but I mean, I yeah. hate yeah, but I still no, hate yeah, that yeah, I put yeah. you in that position. Okay, what can you do? Exactly. I, what that was, geez, Louise, four years ago. Yeah. So when you when you're talking about how, like the whole mental health stuff is, probably yeah, no. A complete taboo subject like especially 10 years ago i was like shoot i didn't even know what mental health was 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's so, true it's like yeah it really was it's crazy well it's I, it, so it was definitely more acknowledged outside the church but inside the church even even then it, there are still there are still to this day churches and denominations that they consider like depression or any other mental health condition because there's a, a wide variety of mental health conditions out there right you know schizophrenia and all that they could consider that either demonic interference or you're not your faith isn't strong enough it's or punishment yeah punishment for something and it's like wait hold on no no it's not 
and I will fight you. Oh yeah. That's one of the few topics Absolutely. I will, I will fight on and, um, unabashedly. So I don't <sighs> care. I could be yelled at and screamed at by, uh, the rest of the Deacon board, but that is one topic I will fight on. <laughs> I know we just had a conversation. We just had this whole thing at church about like good talks, you know, having conversations, yeah, civil about discourse, civil Paul. discourse, but <laughs> I'm sorry. That's one topic I will fight you on. I don't care. <laughs> the, the, throw the, hands. There, there are certain. I will try the civil discourse path first, but if it comes down to it, yeah, we're throwing hands <laughs> because the thing is okay. I would, I would say that's quite all right. Because here's the thing: on a lot of things, when we talked about the civil discourse, these are a lot of things where it was opinion based and they are not life life and death this is very much so life and death mental health especially depression can be very much life or death and i'm not talking about just you know life and death of one person Uh, as we're talking about in the book it could be a multi-generational thing you know you have a parent that commits suicide that's going to you know, or like, like, like me. Okay. My dad died. Mm-hmm. I was lost. I had no idea what to do. Now, if that had been from suicide, I can imagine how much worse how that much would have been. What would have been. Yeah. So that's why I said, this is an important one. This isn't like what's, you know, we're disagreeing on abortion. Yes. That's the, the death of a kid, unborn child. Yeah. Okay. But we're not talking about that where, Unfortunately, we don't have control over that because if the mother decides to do it either by going to a doctor or using a coat hanger or whatever, or using plan B and overdosing on plan B to force the body to abort, you know, ultimately we don't have control over that, but we do have control over a couple other things with regard to depression, A, on how we can even acknowledge that it is an issue. And yes, I'm not discounting the fact that there may be at times spiritual demonic influence in it but there are definitely times when it is just purely physical me it's purely physical yeah it's a chemical imbalance in my stupid brain (laughs) you know well i'd say it's still pretty smart that's just hurting in the one area oh yeah it's pretty stupid in the one area (laughs) (laughs) but that's why i'm careful about those things yeah. That's why, you know, I make sure, you know, A, I take my medicine, but also B, you know, when things happen where it's like, and I'll give you an example recently, you know, it's like, I got a response from someone that was just like a one word response and my brain immediately went to, oh, this person hates me. Well, that right. friendship's over. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, yeah. pull back a second. <laughs> yeah. Let's look at the history of our entire conversational history with this person. And let's look at the years I've known them. I was like, no, 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 no. They might just be, they're probably just busy. Pull back a second brain and right. look at, look at this from the non-emotional side, the logical side of things, instead of going, oh, oh, they hate me. <laughs> yeah, take a, take a step back, take a deep breath. But that is a hard thing oh, to do absolutely. when your brain immediately jumps to it and you haven't had therapy. You don't have medications to help stabilize you because you jump into that. Boom, there goes your spiral. You are spiraling downwards into oblivion. And oh, next thing you know, you're, you know, hi, Nurse Sarah. Hi again. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
been a while. Yeah. It, this is a good reminder for everyone out there. Know the signs of depression because there are definitely things out there to know, things to see, things to take into account. So I'm going to ask you, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Because A, I felt bad for A, putting you in that scenario four years ago. But also B, at the same time, it is good for all of us. That includes those of us who deal with mental health to know what the signs of depression are. Because sometimes they may just seem like, oh, someone's being moody today. Well, yeah. So. Which I guess, yeah. Yeah. So what? So what are you, what are some of the signs of depression that you can think of? One that I would think of is, well, isolation. Mm-hmm. More like, yeah, keeping yourself back from interacting with people or just, especially if they're things that the person would normally enjoy. Yep. Now, again, with the whole, like the whole moody thing, like obviously that can be something that happens, but it's like, normally if you're moody, that might happen once or very seldom times. I suppose if you're depressed, it's going to be more often and happening more often. If you start to notice it being common thing then definitely something's up but i guess it's always good to kind of like even if you notice that for like the first time obviously check in and be like oh how are you doing and stuff like that because i mean it could just either be the very beginning or something's been happening and now it's just starting to have an impact so i guess it's obviously it's always good check on your fellow man see how they're doing but yeah, the biggest one I can think of is isolation. Obviously, if I guess things are said that involve either self harm or suicide, mm-hmm. then that's definitely something to be like, oh, what? <laughs> Especially if it's something that's not normally said by them. Like, because, in which that's always like one thing that's obviously it's like, it's, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people always will say it's like it's not a thing to like to joke about. Right. Um, but obviously people do and that happens. But it's I mean, if someone were to make comments that involve yeah, just harm or um ending of life about oneself, especially if it's not something that's normal as something that they said before or whatever, then it's like that should be a sign. I guess I would even think getting into um habits that are destructive okay to one's health as far as well obviously as <laughs> as i poured a glass of whiskey you'd mentioned drinking is on this list <laughs> so that would be like yeah like noticing someone starts to drink heavily drink more and more and then obviously if you let that go on it becomes more heavily and yeah so that's any kind of i guess drug or substance that would cause impairment to distract the pain that they are currently feeling opioids drugs all that kind of fun stuff yeah any others you could think of i guess it's just just irregular behavior that's okay so not good so you got five of the 13 major signs (laughs) that's 38 percent. 13 yep so let's let's talk about some of these. These are the normal ones. So th- this site does again category of categorize of by teens, critical things to look at, older adults, 
Yeah. Or, you know, uh, just normal whatever, right? Okay. So, and now some of these change with older adults. So we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about normal people first and then we'll talk about the old and then we'll talk about teens. So, so you hit five of the people aren't normal. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, they are not. And and that is, that is both uh, a commentary on how they act as well as the fact that especially like teenagers, their brains are just being doused, doused in all these chemicals and hormones and everything. Yeah. So the five that you got there, right? The reckless behavior, increased alcohol or drug use, uh, sudden mood changes, withdrawal, and then the talking about wanting to die or suicide. Okay. Those are the five, right? Isolation. The withdrawal. That's isolation. Oh, that's withdrawal. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So other things that if your friends talk and say these things, hey, take this as a warning sign. Okay? Yeah. Putting their affairs in order. Putting their affairs in order. Like they, they're like, oh, I, I have to get my will updated. Like I can't wait to get my will updated. I have to get this updated now. Like, oh. like, like this is like that, you know, what putting their affairs in order of like what happens after they die? Where does their money go? Where's their house go? Where's all that? Right. See, I've thought about doing that no. myself. No, but that's... Put, putting your affairs in order, like is responsible. Okay. But saying right. like, I have to do it urgently. Like, like I need a lawyer yeah. to do this tomorrow. Like, you know, we're, okay. So there, there's really a difference between hot that. On it. Okay. Yeah. Like they're really hot on, it. like it's a big priority for them putting their affairs in order. Not like you where you're like, I should put my affairs in order. Maybe a month later you get around to it. Okay. No, Giving away either. possessions where like they're, they're, you're like walking through a friend's house and you're like, oh, that's a nice guitar. Oh, you want it? You like it? Have it. And just be like, take it. Go. See, but I almost have that mentality anyway sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. You know, or if you have friends that, you know, like you're going through their house and like, this yeah. is where I keep my keys. This is where I keep my money. This is where my will is. This is where my lockbox is. <laughs> well, I guess I obviously I don't have all of that, but I guess a lot of my friends I would trust to know where my, some important stuff is. Maybe I should trust less. Yeah. But it's one of those things again, it's like, if this is outside their normal, Out of the normal behavior, like all of a sudden, you know, your friend who never tells you where they're their keys are or their spare keys are and all of that. And they cut you come over one day and go, just in case I'm not here anymore, here's where my keys are. Here's where my wallet is. What do you mean you're not here <laughs> exactly. anymore? What, what are you talking about? Exactly. You know? So that that's another thing to keep keep an eye on. Now, again, if you have a friend who's kind of been like that, like willy-nilly, like, oh, yeah, go, go. Yeah. You could like, hey, can I borrow 10 bucks? Yeah, just go over to my yeah. wallet. It's over there. Yeah. You know, fine, whatever. But if all of a sudden Time their behavior is changing, Again, that's the big thing with yeah, a lot of these. Is, uh, it's a change of behavior. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like, wait a minute. Hold on. Something's up. That's it, not it should catch your eye. Now, yeah. some of these, you might not be able to see. Like anxiety or agitation. You might not see if someone's having anxiety. Some you might, depending on how they freak out with anxiety. But, uh-huh. you know, if it's a, an all of a sudden thing of like someone's really back, not having an issue, and then all of a sudden they are just anxious, that, that tells you something's off. Hmm. Something, something's wrong. You know, when I got out of the um, inpatient care, uh, going to that hockey game was, oh, <laughs> oh man, just yeah. being around all those people. I, I was not comfortable that entire time. And I, I don't blame Andy. Um, and part of my getting out so early was I was around people that entire weekend. Um, 
And yeah. so part, and part of it was, I wasn't expecting Andy and them to just drop everything, but Andy was like, Hey, we're going to this hockey game. And I was like, all right, cool. And I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I was not a happy person while there, but made it through and life was good. Yay. Uh, but you know, you might not be able to see when someone's having a low anxiety attack, but sometimes you will, or you'll notice, be like, what's going on? Why are you shaking? Why are you nervous? What's going on? Um, right. Oh. Yeah, you know, you you could tell when someone's getting panicky, right? Usually, yeah. But you know, and if all of a sudden they're getting panicky over something, and that that's outside their norm, hey, red red flag. It's not a guaranteed red flag of depression, but it's a guaranteed red flag of something's something going on. Not, yeah, take a look at. It. So these first ones we're talking about, these first six are, they're like on the outer shell. They're the they're indicators something's going on, but it might not necessarily be depression, but something's going on, you know? It's just good to see what's happening. So the sudden mood change, mood changes like you talked about, right? Uh, withdrawal. Another one. Uh, talking about being a burden to others. Ah. <laughs> Why yeah. did you? <laughs> Does that resonate with you somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I've heard. You've heard that that said, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that, those are some of the things now bringing in a layer in closer, right? Uh, you brought this one up, reckless behavior, you know, changes in sleep. Oh, okay. So not sleeping as much, I'm guessing, or does it just matter? It doesn't matter. It's just a change. It could be, you could sleep more or sleep less. Yeah, I can see, I can see how sleeping more too. I mean, when I was going through this, right? Yeah. I would sleep, oh geez, 12 hours a night. Plus, I was still tired at work. Like, I was almost dozing off at work. Ooh. Like, I, I just could not get enough sleep. Yeah. I was just, I was done. I was drained. It was just tiring. Yeah. It was tiring being depressed. <laughs> it was sad. It was... It was horrible. I remember messaging Andy. I was like, I almost fell asleep at work today. Jeez Louise. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, this is not good. Yeah. Not good not at all. all. So yeah. So, and some people go the opposite way where they can't sleep and they get restless and they, they, they may go down to a couple hours of sleep at night and be fine. But obviously that's not good for you mentally as well. No. Uh-uh. So that's another sign. Again, that's kind of like inner layer. Uh, feeling hopeless, desperate, trapped. They don't see life getting better anytime soon. Yeah. You know, and again, not a hundred percent, hey, this is depression, but hey, something's going wrong. Red yeah. flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> Make sure your uh friend, family member, whatever is okay, you know, sort of deal. Then the last one on this layer is no sense of purpose. They feel like a burden to others. You know, people who have this may say something like, I don't want my family or friends to have to worry about me anymore. Yep. You know, though, though, again, the, they're feeling as though that their very existence is causing their family and friends, essentially, that their very existence is a burden on them. You know, if I, if I wasn't here, then they'd be all happier. You hear that? That's a red flag. <laughs> Big red flag. So yeah. th- that's that middle layer. Now the inner layer, this is like, hey, <laughs> something's really going on. You better be careful because we're, we're, we're on the, 
we're on the real real inner edge right here. So one of them was increased alcohol or drug use. You know, that was me beforehand as well. I, huh. I by the way, when we go through uh after we get done with this, I'm gonna go through I think I had like nine of these. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh talking about wanting to die or suicide. Obviously, that's an, a very obvious one. Yep. Uncontrolled anger. That's another one. So the ones I had, increased alcohol use, uncontrolled anger, changes in sleep, feeling hopeless, no sense of purpose, talk, uh, withdrawal, sudden mood changes, anxiety, agitation. Let's see, what was the other one? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Oh, and the talking about wanting to die or suicide. I had nine of those. That should have been like huge red flag to everyone around me. But like some of that, like the uncontrolled anger, I felt it, but I yeah. I kept it in check yeah. outwardly. Like I kept it in check outwardly, but inside. This is raging. Yes. How do you see that then? <laughs> I know that's the thing. Sometimes some people. And I put me in that in that inclusion list here. Learn how to make some of these just inside our own head and keep it contained so the world doesn't see. Yep. And that sucks that some of us have learned how to do that. And it's also very dangerous because then other people don't see those red flags to be able to help us. So it's too late. Yeah. You know, so that's for adults, right? Teenagers, the list is a little bit different. Yeah. And the layers are a little bit different. Is there more or less? Less. Oh. So, the, okay, so we're going to go from outer layer to inner layer again, okay? So, teenagers, outer layer. Loss of interest in things. You know, things that normally they like, all of a sudden they don't have interest in it. Okay, that's an outer layer. That's a, Mm -hmm. something's going on, might not necessarily be depression, but something's going on, uh, Yellow flag, yellow flag, yellow flag. Sudden mood changes. That's, you know, on the same layer, right? But that could also be just being a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Giving away belongings. That's on the outer layer as well. That's not normal for a teenager to do. Yeah. Go back into the middle layer now. Personality change. You know, that might be, you know, from, like, if it happened between the ages of 12 and 15, you know, like, gradually, okay. But if it happens, like, overnight, uh, nope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <clears throat> Neglect of personal appearance. Huh. I didn't think that would be interesting. Okay. You know, in the example. I, mean, I can see why, but again, I'm also someone that never cared about personal appearance. Really, right. But so. let's say, but that's the thing. That's, I've never that, cared. That, that wasn't a change for you. No. Yeah, okay. It's always been the, same. the example they give is, let's say, you know, a preppy boy, right? You know, always dressing like a prep, you know, always every hair is in place. I think we can know, we know someone like that who shaves his shoes and all that. <laughs> I don't know if he still does. I, I, I wonder if he still does. <laughs> Anyways, but you know, you have a guy like that and then something happens in his life. Let's say a parent dies. And then the next day, you know, the, a few months later, he still looks like he's just rolls out of bed every day. Jeez. That's a drastic change from how he was to how he is now after something happened. That's yeah. a, that's a warning sign. That's that something's going on inside the head. Like why all of a sudden did you go from every hair in place to 
have you have you washed in the last like five weeks (laughs) did you even bother taking a shower this morning Uh, no Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. uh physical pain so like inflicting pain no so like like headaches stomach aches fatigue oh okay so in teenagers it, it can manifest that way substance abuse again this is still in that middle ring you know especially if it's a change where they weren't using a substance before you know obviously at that age as a teenager even alcohol technically illegal you know let's give them to a parent by at dinner in wisconsin i don't know about other states <laughs> you know but going from none to substance is that middle ground warning sign and then that's the, interesting because i mean it's like oh, so many kids well high schoolers teens whatever at some point again want to get into that it's it's that change you know so that's why i said it's that middle ring it's not that whole right, right it's right. not the you gotta get them into the hospital now sort of oh, scenario no so what i find funny so remember withdrawal um for adults was on the outer ring Withdrawal for teens is on the inner ring. Okay. Withdrawal, yeah. changes in sleep, and reckless behavior are all middle ring. Are all inner ring. Inner ring. Reckless for, behavior. Yeah. Really? Like again, I guess if it's change. Yeah. Yes. Again, because <laughs> I feel like so many teens are reckless. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you move to older adults. Well, now older adults. We're not talking about people my age. We're talking about people in their 60s or plus. Old man. Shush. (laughs) (laughs) You know, theirs are a little bit different all around, which is just weird. So the outer ring, failure to take care of self. You know, they don't shower. They don't shave. They don't. They're wearing a stained t-shirt every day out in public. Yeah. That sort of thing. Changes in sleep. Saying goodbye. What? So, like, just going to a family member and being like, it was such a nice life with you. Goodbye. Here's my favorite guitar. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> a very different goodbye. Yeah. That, you know, stuff like that. Saying goodbye, like, this is, nice I, I won't see you again, sort of thing. And then getting affairs and orders. In other words, again, they, they're rushing quickly to get that will in place. Well, sometimes you kind of need to. Yeah. Oh, I know. Sometimes like if, if they're in a bad medical state, then yeah. yeah no, but yeah, yeah. obviously if you're dealing with someone who has depression or depression symptoms and they're yeah. doing this will thing, it's like keep an eye on it because there might be some suicidal tendencies in there. This, yeah. isn't, this, is, this is still yellow flag territory. This isn't like True. double red, like, oh my goodness. Uh, freak out we we have to get things i love how they have on here in the middle ring depression as one of the signs yep depression is depression Woo! depression well again depression for suicide awareness sort of thing yep uh hopelessness which i would kind of tie in with depression but okay let's go with it neglecting doctor's orders an older person that's that's a tough one too You know, doctor's like, hey, you should do this and this and this. I'll be live longer. And then they go, no, I'm I'm not going to do that. You know, cranky, crotchety old men. That's a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) And then increased uh, substance abuse. That's all middle ring. Inner ring. They're preoccupied with death. They persistently talk, read, or think about death or suicide. 
withdrawal, and looking for means to self-harm. Now, critical, so the, the, so they have teens, adults, older adults, and then they have critical. Now, the critical ones are, if you see people with these symptoms, it's like, hey, really pay attention because they might be looking to hurt themselves or kill themselves yeah. quickly in quick succession. And the three, they only have three here. They have the yeah, yellow, yeah. the middle, and the red, 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 <sighs> red is dead flag. <laughs> okay. So the first one is they talk about feeling hopeless or having no reason to live. You could That's see bad. that. You could see that, you know, depression, suicide, and that. Yep. Uh, second middle ring, seeking methods for self-harm, such as searching online or obtaining a gun. Well, she's Louise. <laughs> I love it's California where this is coming from again. So remember, anytime you want a gun, that's bad news. <laughs> and apparently so. So apparently, I've wanted two in the last month, according to California. Paul, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Hey, wouldn't that couldn't that be one lying? No. What? That couldn't be a sign. Oh, a sign of... I'm that, sorry, yeah. The, I was like, what are you talking... My, my brain was still on the gun thing and like maybe filling out the form thing and then... No, you know. Yeah, what if someone just lies? Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh-oh. If I were to come here disheveled, un- completely... Okay, yes, I'm a little unshaven right now, but it's not like real bad. Pull but, yourself like, <laughs> together. <laughs> but like you could tell, like it's horribleness unshaven. Like just oh well, yeah, for those. Yeah. Like it, the hair looks maybe a little crusty because it has been washed in a little bit. There's spittle going down eee. my cheek. You know, maybe a little food stuck in my beard. I look like black eye, black underneath my eyes because I'm just so tired. Not wearing mascara or emo. <laughs> stuff you know just <laughs> i like what you did with your, with your new look paul <laughs> you know and you, and you go hey is everything okay and i go yeah everything's fine and i'm well, lying to your point, face i wouldn't believe you <laughs> okay so there are times but if you buy a gun yeah, oh yeah you know what if you lie about that be like oh okay again this has come from california so california thinks guns are magically dangerous and going to kill you so that's why i'm kind of like eh uh, on that one yeah uh but yeah so those are things that's like oh yeah keep an eye out and then the middle one the the red 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 is dead flag talking about death or suicide like that's a critical thing it's like yes yes absolutely it's like yeah uh do that so you have that right it's like okay what what do you do then mr johnson if you're like, huh, I think Paul is in trouble, and I think he might be considering hurting himself. What do you do then? Not pray it away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Obviously, prayer is good. Yes. I'm, I, I, I'm going to include that as part of it, but yes. what what's that conversation? What you have to, what's that conversation you have to have with me then? And see, well, guess, and see, now uh, that you're older, uh-oh. I don't. I, I, I so a I hope I never am in that spot again. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. But ne- but B now that you're older, I'm not going to feel as bad about putting you in that spot again. Yeah, <laughs> if if, that, if it ends up in that spot, yeah. you know. But what do you do then if you suspect I am in that spot? He is asking about how they're doing okay, but then the, do you hope they're honest with you? Mm-hmm. So do you? I guess I just it's. 
I guess, express concern, I suppose, in a loving way. <laughs> Just, I, I don't know. I guess I would first, like, initial reaction, I guess, would be to be like, hey, like, I've noticed this and that. Just like, is everything okay? Is there anything going on? Mm-hmm. But what if you have an inkling, like, but okay, and I'm just going to give you a scenario here, oh. you know, like, you know, we are talking and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Life isn't worth living anymore. I Why not just end it all? At that point, I'm making a call. Who are you making a call to? Oh, I might make a few calls. <laughs> I mean, if you think it's something that's going to happen at any moment, I mean, I would literally probably just call 911. Mm-hmm. So that would be the first call. Hopefully, I'll know where you're at. <laughs> so well, let's say I'm sitting right here, and I said that. Oh, well, I would make sure there's... I'd probably want to start putting anything away that could harm you. <laughs> I guess if we're together, I'd probably want to call other good friends of yours. Be like, hey, are you busy right now? Then maybe go for a ride somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you want to sneak up for a ride somewhere. <laughs> Gosh, I guess yeah. If you if we were together, my initial reaction would be is I would want to add. Well, because after just saying that, I'd be like, I would. I guess I don't know, part of me would want to ask, like, are you like, are you are you for real right now? <laughs> It's see, knowing you, you know, I, I could understand that that response. Like, are you for real right now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, come on, don't know. Because then, yeah, I mean, I guess the first idea would be to be like, oh, well, let's get some people that are good friends over. Let's talk to them, be nice to them for once. <laughs> and <there's... laughs> be nice to them for once. Oh, geez. <laughs> no. And then, I guess, depending on how that situation escalates whether it be willing or not if needed which it's like how do you decide on whether it's needed or not uh, well i guess if someone's saying that it's not worth living and that doesn't but then what if they lie about that later <sighs> oh no just so they can go home and go away oh probably i probably i probably i just feel most comfortable just taking you somewhere Somewhere, where's somewhere? Hospital, hospital. You just be like, drop me off here. He's your problem. Take him. <laughs> he needs help. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, I'd want to get people that you're close with involved, and hopefully it goes okay or it gets better. But at the same time, there'd always be a part of me. I'd be like, ooh, I wouldn't want to like leave someone alone at all so it's like oh what do you do so this is why i I asked that because it's important to have a plan yeah on how you would respond yeah yes it is as as we're noticing as you're trying to think through it's like what what do i do what what (laughs) so so the first thing you should do yeah is obviously if like I say that just out of the blue. Hopefully that's in the middle of a conversation. Hopefully it's not like just random, like boop, 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 boop. Oh, yeah, da, da. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, worth not life, work, life's not worth living anymore. Boop, boop. And then go on to something else. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, hopefully it's in the middle of a conversation, right? And 
at that point, what you should do, and I'm not just saying for me, I'm just saying in general, okay, is start that conversation like, why why do you say that? What What's going on? Is something happening going on that makes you feel that way? You know, sort of deal. A, you're asking, you're asking them what's kind of going on in their head. They're, you're asking for their perspective, and that gives them a chance to open up a little bit. Okay. The big thing about this, though, and I won't put myself in the same boat here because I'm just as guilty as this. Guys, we tend to try to want to fix things a lot of times. I, I, I love Josh. I love Josh. But I keep going back to some of the conversations where he like interrupts. He's like, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, Josh, just listen, please. Listen, I have to have the same conversation with my mother. <laughs> Again, he's the female version of my mother. Or male version of my mother. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's 2022. My it's brain is anymore. just not working all the way. But anyways, the big thing is listen. Yeah. Listen and don't try to sit there and be like, fix, 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 fix. Yeah. Uh, because as much as like you may want to, Andy may want to, Josh may want to, Pastor Dave may want to. Guess what? If I'm in the middle of something like that, that's not going to work and that's not going to fix me and my brain's still going to be just as broken. But listening and expressing concern and expressing empathy goes a long way. The third thing, create a safety plan. So what I mean by that is this. You and one other person have full permission, if I ever go down that route again, to go, give me the guns. Ah. You go, do you have guns in your house? You know, and let's say this isn't me. This is someone else, right? You go, do you have guns in your house? Do you have prescription meds that are not needed that you, like maybe you took someone else's prescription meds and are abusing them or something like that? Mm. Do you have any of your pills that could be harmful for you? Is there anything else in the house that, that has been tempting for you to harm yourself with create I mean, wouldn't you just get creative though you could be you could you could don't get me wrong you yeah. could but you know it, it's then it's beyond the hey get you know give me these things that we know can harm you you know because if you're in that spot you're not thinking you don't care you'll use the gun or the knife for whatever right right but you're removing that temptation but then it's also okay if you have these thoughts of I'm going to just go in and take these pills. Who are you going to call? You know, you know, and, and that might be you. That might be, you know, someone else, you know, another close friend or some, you know, someone that's closer or something like that. You know, yeah. wh what are you going to do in these scenarios when you're tempted to take this action? You know, sort of like that. And then, you know, it's also one of these things of like, yeah, you can ask them like, Hey, Will you promise me? Because sometimes, especially if it's a friend, if you make a promise, there's a little more um, weight behind it. You know, will you promise me you won't make, do this, and whatever this is, be it harm yourself, kill yourself, um, take a bunch of pills, whatever. Will you promise me you won't do this while we try to find you help? Now, obviously, if you think that they are like ready to pull the trigger, 911 is the way to go. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there's certain things that happen then when you do that, but it's better that someone be alive, better that I be alive, than and not have the ability to do certain things than to be dead. Okay. 
The next thing is to get help. And that means maybe finding a inpatient program for them to get to a psychologist, find a way. And you might have to, as the friend, be the one to make this, the appointment for them and get, and then maybe even drive them there. Okay. So those are things that you should do. Now, what are some things you should never say to a person who's in that situation? Oh, you'll be fine. Just give it time. Get over it. You'll be okay. So something. Stop being so dramatic. <laughs> so some of the things, you, yes, those things also be like, fine. If you want to be selfish to yourself, then go ahead. Do it. <gasps> see if I care. Yeah. Don't say that. Do it. You won't. Uh, don't say, don't worry. I won't tell anyone. Your secret's safe with me. You're safe. How is, what? <laughs> Who would ever say that? There, there are people that do that, okay? Also, you don't want to ask them a question where they could potentially, where you're implying that you want to know for an answer. So, for example, the example question they give is, you're not thinking about suicide, are you? Don't ask questions like that. Because that implies that you want to know from them. Or uh, you're not thinking about doing something stupid, are you? Because hmm. by doing the it, the part about the question that where it implies that you want that no is that that last little bit, are you? Uh, you can ask the question, are you thinking about suicide? Mm-hmm. But by tagging on that, are you? That's almost kind of like um, in... English way of saying like I want you to give me that no as an answer so I feel better <laughs> yeah yeah now obviously like I said if you feel like you know something were to happen 911 drive them to a hospital if you're who you're with them or close by them get them the help they need and when I say a hospital, I'm talking about like a 911 emer- like an emergency room because they can oh, hold them ER. for yeah. hold them for treatment and yeah. get them to where they need to go if if that has to happen. It's not always easy to recognize those things, but be on the lookout, especially for people that you interact with on a regular basis. Check for when they make those sudden changes in moods, or you know, you have the friend that never drinks more than you know, a shot and a beer. And then all of a sudden they're drinking three shots back to back with two beers, which is what I was doing where even the bartender noticed and even goes, the bartender even goes, what's wrong. (laughs) Good job, bartender. That was Larissa. That was her. That was Larissa where she goes, this isn't normal. What's wrong. (laughs) And she flat out asked me what's wrong. Yeah, Larissa. Because she knew my drinking habits, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it changed one week, just drastically. What the heck? Dang. And it was enough for her to go, something's wrong, something's up, what's wrong? Wow. So pay attention to those things, because that could be life or death for people. It really can be. It doesn't even seem like it might be important, but it is. And know how to have that conversation and plan ahead and know what to do if a friend of yours all of a sudden drops that bomb on you one day and goes, I don't think life force living. Or you think you're you're watching, you're seeing all these signs and you go, hey, you've been acting out of sorts recently. Is everything okay? Are, 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 you, are, you, are you okay? Are you fine? You know, have that plan of what to do then and, and what the steps are to take next yeah 
And that's why, you know, as part of this, I'm, I'm telling you, and I wasn't just using that as part of the example. No. I'm telling you, if I go down that path again, you have full rights to come to me and say, give me the guns. Hand it over. Hand, hand the guns over. Hmm. That's right. I do have to say plural. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> no, hand, that's why I said hand them over because I'll cover them all. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, them. So that, that's why it's like, it, it is important for you to have that in place. And especially if you have a friend who maybe does have guns or stuff like that, and you know, you're close enough with them and be like, all right, I, it's like, I know you have a lot of guns, maybe be like, what are we going to do about them while you're going through this? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe it's not a, Hey, we, uh, put them all at someone else's house. Maybe it's, you know what, for right now. Reach into the safe, change the code, and take away the key. Take the keys. Right. Take the keys, but well, change the code. thankfully, we can't fit all of mine into the safe, so... Okay, then they're going away. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, but th- that's what you need to do at times. Yeah. But you need to be willing to have that conversation and not shy away from it just because of the fact of, I don't want to take his stuff... You know what? Think of, I, I don't know, just thinking about that. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely off, but it's like just now how I thought of it. That's kind of a selfish move. Very selfish move. What is? To shy away from it. To shy away from that conversation? Yeah. Because you're avoiding your own like comfort, even though you'll still probably be very uncomfortable mentally thinking about, are they going to do anything? Are they going to do anything? But yet you're still not going to make that choice to reach out and talk to him because you don't want to make, uh, whatever you You don't don't want to cause a situation or make something out of it, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to make them upset that you're taking away their favorite pastime activity of maybe shooting or whatever. Right. Or, you know, maybe they have a history of cutting themselves and they love woodworking, but you're taking away their knives temporarily so they can't do something of how terrible you're going to feel after that. If they end up do. Yeah. And it's responsible. It is a responsible thing to say, we need to have a conversation about what to do with these things. And in the moment, especially someone who's depressed and that they may not, they may act very angrily back at you, toward you with, you're going to take away my stuff because I have an issue because I feel sad inside. You're going to take away my items. Yeah. And they may lash out. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. But yeah, you got to remember when, when you're dealing with stuff like that, when you're going through depression, when you're going through suicidal thoughts, you're not in your right mind. You're not in your right mind at all. And Again, remember the anger, the mood swings. It's a very real thing. Everything, things are intensified. Yeah. And so you cannot take whatever a person says in that state personally. Because if you take it personally, there's going to be a lot of stuff said that they probably don't mean to say and probably wouldn't say in normal circumstances. Like at that point, being very honest, there are probably times that if someone would have tried to confront me and say, Hey, you need to get help, you know, before I was right to accept it. Yeah. I probably would have cussed them out. 
Yeah. I don't swear that often. I probably would have been a sailor. Yeah. Because in my head, when, and I say when you all, when people around me, when you all were doing certain things, in my head, it was a sailor going off 24-7. It was, um, yeah. Oh, no. It it was definitely not just four-letter words. (laughs) All all the big words. (laughs) It was every word possible going off in my head 24-7. Be- when people got me upset and yeah. it, w- it could have it honestly was the stupidest stuff at times right like oh they talked without looking my way <laughs> it was horrible <laughs> living in my head was not fun during that time let me tell you <laughs> oh it was not fun at all but you know got through it thankfully and you know made it through but that's just said, I would not wish that on the worst person in the world, but that's also at the same time, while it's important for those around me, because I do have a history with that sort of stuff, to know what those signs are in case I ever start traveling down that path again. Hopefully I'll be upfront about it when I am heading down that path, but mm-hmm. a lot of times when you start going that way, you're like, nope, no one needs to know. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> right. Yep. So keep an eye out for, you know, stuff like that around. And obviously, you know, if you want to do more than that, there's actually this website called livingworks.net where you could actually get actual training in suicide prevention. Like, you know, more than just the whole, you know, Hey, here's the word, here's some quick words to say, here's some quick things to understand and all that. Um, you could, you can actually do that. Uh, there's also, you could do the, um, they have a couple workshops that they do. So one is essentially, it's called the Applied Suicide Intervention Skills uh, Training. It's a workshop for people who want to learn and be more comfortable and confident to help prevent the immediate risk of suicide. So like, we're talking like someone's like, I'm going to pull the trigger. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you help de-escalate. talk them down and de-escalate and get them the help they need? But they also have other stuff where it's like, hey, and it's for anyone over the age of 15 to help them identify persons with thoughts of suicide and connect them with uh, resources to get help. Obviously not them be the help, but help them get help. So in the, in the, in the case of like, let's say me and you, for you to help me get the, you know, put me in contact with the resources to help me out, not yeah. you be the one, you know, to help you to out. do everything. Yeah. So th- there's things like that as well. So there are resources out there to learn for that. There's also the QPR Institute, which does um, some more training as well. There's the question, persuade, refer. Um, They call it the three steps anyone can learn to help prevent suicide. Mm -hmm. So they have online training. They have in-person training um, and all that. So you can do all that and go to the website. Again, that's qprinstitute.com. You know, and, and it is, like I said, it's May, mental health awareness. It's something that is important, uh, something that's on my mind, something that's on a lot of people I know is mine. Um, I'm learning more and more. So, you know, 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 the, know the signs, know what, what to look for in your friends and your family and your coworkers that you're close with. You know what to look for to say, hey, are you okay? What can I do for you?